This is AJ Bingham, CEO of The Bingham Group. I want to give a personal thank you to the Lowy Law Firm for their podcast sponsorship. The Lowy Law Firm is the premier personal injury law firm in Austin, having recovered tens of millions of dollars for their clients since 2005. Now on with the show. Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. Today's episode is brought to you by the Lowy Law Firm, delivering top-notch customer service in the Austin area. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hello, this is AJ Bingham, CEO of Bingham Group. Our guest today is Bob Digneo. Assistant Vice President of for External and Regulatory Affairs with AT&T. Welcome to the show, Bob. Good morning, AJ. Glad to be here. Thank you. Um, our, our topic of discussion today is going to be around the 5G wireless standard. It's something that we've been reading a lot about and seeing a lot about in the media the last few months, particularly um, about where, where Austin's at on in the city of Austin in terms of implementing that 5G standard here. Before we get into that, uh, I want to get a little bit of your background sure. and your role at and Sure. And just, you know, what, what, uh, how did you come a fi- the 5G guy for okay. the company? That's, that's great. I appreciate this opportunity to talk to you about an important, important issue. Uh, I've been with AT&T for 41 years. Uh, I was uh, with the company before wireless uh, phones were predominant, before cellular phones were uh, introduced, which was in the mid '80s, uh, so I was around during 1G. 1G being using the cellular phones simply for voice communications. That was all they could do, but that was quite a breakthrough back in the mid 1980s. And these were the phones. I mean, I was I was born in 1983. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the phones, the br- these weren't even the, the bricks. You saw kind of like in the, wall, the movies, like Wall Street. Right. right. These were what they, describe what a one G phone would look like back then. Most of the first of the first phones were were uh, uh, mobile, truly mobile that didn't have to be installed in a car. Mm-hmm. But but primarily the one G phones were installed in a car. But there were some initial phones that were they called the brick phone, which was a Motorola cell phone that looked like a brick and you held it to your head and it had an antenna. Uh, the talk time was all of thirty minutes and then it took all night to charge it up again. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there was a briefcase phone, which was a giant radio in a briefcase with an antenna. There wasn't room for anything else, really, besides the phone. So those were kind of novelty uh, items. Really, 1G became uh, popular uh, as it was installed in people's vehicles. It was hardwired in the car. It was connected to the car battery. In the trunk was the radio. The antenna was added to the roof. People that were around those days you would see the corkscrew-like uh, shaped uh, antenna that were placed on the top of cars and the car was mounted uh, near the console hard mounted with a speakerphone and a handset and mm-hmm. so it was really an in-car phone later the phone truly became mobile meaning in and outside of a car with smaller devices uh, 2g came along which added uh, the ability to send texts and 3g emails 4g uh, the fourth generation has expanded the capacity of of uh, smartphones to do all kinds of things and do them faster and better and now 5G comes along. So my history with the company really goes back to be the very beginnings of wireless communications for the public. There was a, pre- a precursor to cell phones called mobile radio phones which were very very few and far between. Uh, very few people had those but, the, but in the modern era where the public at large was getting these phones uh, the 1G started it and was very expensive. It was a it was a big heavy phone. It was uh, difficult to uh, to install. And nowadays, 
people are so used to having one or two smartphones that go anywhere and do anything. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I remember uh, kind of the. I guess I was in high school when the era, yeah, I mean, the first phone, phone, mobile phones I remember seeing my friends have were the, the Motorola clamshell, the, the, yep. the Star Star Trek yep. phones. Right. Yep. And just, you know, the kind of looking at the evolution of phones too, just from going from Absolutely. really, really small to big, 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 yep. right? And then back, you're now scaling back to small. The small was kind of the thing when I, just in my era, when I was, in, when I was growing up, right? It, and it, then, it was very small because really it still just mostly had the voice and text function. Mm-hmm. Once it became capable of reaching the internet and providing graphics, you needed a little bit larger device that would have a screen. That led to the tablets. And so the evolution of the device has followed the evolution of the technology, the capability of these, of these networks, these wireless networks to send and receive uh, everything, starting with voice and now you know, HD video uh, yeah, streaming. Yeah. So where are we at in terms of 5G, 5G in Texas? Okay. Um, you, you can pull in Austin that too. Sure. But just, I know y'all, sure. y'all, the company had an announcement, a rollout of what cities, mm-hmm. the first U.S. cities overall, were going to be getting getting 5G. Correct. And um, let's, let me start with that. Okay. What cities in the, in the U.S. are looking to have that right now? Well, 5G is not quite here yet. Okay. Uh, 5G phones will be here next year. The first, the first. Uh, devices, the first smartphones that will, will be 5G capable. But the uh, telecom industry, the wireless industry, for several years has been setting the stage for 5G nationwide by taking 4G, the fourth generation, which has been around for a few years, and enhancing it. And the way to enhance it is to make it more dense, put more uh, capacity into the network. I can get into that in a couple of minutes. It has to do with adding more antennas and radios around town. But 5G will be the next quantum leap. It's not quite here yet. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of speculation about when it'll be here. You do see commercials by companies saying we'll be the first or we're on 5G. We really are still at the prototype uh, point. It's not really here yet, but it's got great potential. It's going to revolutionize communications. For a guy like me that's been around since 1G, this is a gigantic quantum leap forward. Uh, In Texas, AT&T has announced a number of cities that are going to be our first to use the 5G radios, 5G antennas around town to start in certain areas and build from there. So far, we've announced Dallas, Houston, San Antonio, and Waco. Mm-hmm. Uh, so no quite, Austin. Not quite yet. <laughs> we'll get there too, yet. I know. We've also announced uh, 5G in other parts of the country, Jacksonville, Sacramento, a few other cities around the country, to be first. Now, we're going to try to get to everybody eventually, but it's there's somebody needs to be first and as we start rolling this out, we've picked some cities where the need is the greatest and where the ability to get the permits from the city to place these new antenna on city poles or in the right-of-way on other utility poles proves to be the, the least uh, difficult. So mm-hmm. part of the issue in Austin is getting permits from the city to place new equipment in the right-of-way on things like traffic lights, um, uh, traffic signals, street lights, utility poles. Some cities have become more adept at that, and some are still working through the process. Mm-hmm. Um, so Austin is is going to eventually have 5G from AT&T and other carriers. Uh, many cities in the country will. Eventually everyone will. But everybody needs to kind of take a little uh, breath. We're close. Uh, standards are being set. AT&T is doing some fabulous testing of 5G, but it's not quite here yet. Um, next year, there will be a lot more activity, and probably by 2020 or 2021, I think people will start to see 5G in action around them. They'll be 
uh, wireless uh, stores that will be selling 5G devices, mm -hmm. and there'll be networks that can use the 5G equipment. Specialized radios, they use a whole different kind of wave frequency to send and receive the signals. It's really a revolution in how the, the wireless networks are built. 5G is a, a quantum leap from 4G. Mm -hmm. On the consumer side, then, you're... The consumer shouldn't expect to see a lot of changes in the actual equipment, right? So, I mean, I have I have the iPhone right now, front facing from my side. I mean, all these changes right. more in the in the in the in the, in the hardware. Absolutely, right? uh, probably. I don't know if you'll. I don't. I really don't know. I haven't seen a prototype five mm. G phone yet. I'm misconceptualizing. It, it's in, yeah. yeah. For example, there will be four antenna inside. This, yeah. This this the five uh, G radio will re send and receive four diff on four different uh, channels meaning that four times as much information. Plus, it's going to use different frequency waves, uh, millimeter waves, very, very short waves that come in super high frequency. And so it'll be uh, invisible to the user, but inside the phone will be a whole new scheme for sending and receiving data, video, graphics, voice, you name it. So the is the coming back, I think, uh, the, the the biggest change, I mean, for, for consumers or for, I mean, the, or why 5G is so important is because of the, the speed of weight and the, the density of information you can send, there's yeah, a correct? There's a couple of big advantages to 5G, okay. and this is what's so exciting about it, and it's really unclear yet how many ways this will change our lives. It's just there's so much potential. First thing is that with 5G, there will be more information coming to your phone in a given amount of time. So clearer video, faster downloads, faster uploads, there'll be that. There'll also be with, with 5G, a big change in what's called latency. Latency is the little tiny time that it takes today for you to send or receive a signal from your cell phone to the network and back. It's unnoticeable because it's already a fraction of a second. But with 5G, that latency, that little lag time will become even smaller. It'll become as low as one millisecond, meaning one thousandth of a second between sending and the other party receiving, which is enormously uh, important to do things like autom uh, uh, autonomous cars, self-driving vehicles, those kinds of things, robotics, um, telemedicine, surgery over networks, uh, doctors you know, performing surgery from a distance. Those kinds of functions need even less latency than the little tiny fraction of a second that exists today. They need almost no latency, no lag. So with 5G, we'll get down to one or two milliseconds, uh, one or two one thousandth of a second delay. Mm -hmm. How fast is one thousandth of a second? I've been told that if you put your finger on a desk, it takes one millisecond for your brain to recognize that you've touched something. So it's pretty darn fast. Yeah. It's almost, you would think it's instantaneous, but it's a thousandth of a second. Well, that's how fast communications need to become, especially if you think about autonomous cars driving where the dri there's no driver, the car is on its own, if a pedestrian walks off the street uh, off the street curb, or if a dog runs out, or if there's some other uh, obstacle, the car needs to recognize that and deal with it in virtually no time. There's mm -hmm. there's no time to waste. So 5G brings in less latency, and that's one of the other big parts of this that uh, adds to the benefit of having more information, faster faster downloads. The other area that 5G improves is security, network security protection of the network from hackers. The, the technology is going to be so advanced and the nature of it is so uh, sophisticated that with encryption, the encryption kinds of uh, functions are enhanced 
and other kinds of network security. So that won't be visible to the consumer, but it's an important aspect of 5G. So 5G kind of takes cell phones and puts them on steroids and also introduces uh, great advancements in what's called the Internet of Things. Mm -hmm. So put aside the smartphone for a minute and a person using one. Uh, wireless communications can be used for many, many other functions than human beings talking to each other. The, the, the overall term that's used for the use of wireless to, 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 to operate machines and not communicate necessarily with people is called the Internet of Things. And it's a whole field that's emerging. It's really exploding. An example would be uh, sensors. You, you, might have, you might be a, a city manager running a city water uh, system and you need to know where leaks occur in your in your pipes, in your system. Well, sensors can be put in, wireless sensors can be put in throughout your, your water network such that when leaks occur, the system is signaled. The, the, the monitor of the monitoring of the, of the water system can be uh, triggered such that somebody says, okay, now we've got a leak. Um, uh, you can use uh, Internet of Things kinds of devices to monitor traffic flow. Uh, cities trying to manage the, the, the changing of streetlights or manage the flow of traffic or reroute traffic. Uh, the, the Internet of Things it brings in things like uh, uh, robotics, operating equipment at a distance through wireless communications. Samsung here in, here in Austin, the Samsung Austin Semiconductor Plant, is, a, uh, is in partnership with AT&T right now using 5G radio waves, these little millimeter radio, radio waves that are going in millions a second throughout their labs. They're introducing it into their, their, uh, their, their manufacturing floor uh, here, at, here in Austin, the Samsung Semiconductor uh, uh, location. And this allows better and quicker monitoring of equipment, the machinery that works, how you, the information it gathers and brings back to the managers of the of the of the operation to see trends and to see what's going on. So envision the factory of the future having wireless communications throughout the building, telling managers more and more quickly what's going on, allowing managers to adjust this, adjust the systems quicker, and allowing for more security and more uh, uh, accurate work. Mm -hmm. um, so. 5G brings in the ability to send more information between, between machines and more information between people. So it really moves wireless into a whole new arena. Mm -hmm. In the cities that, you're, that you've announced you're mm -hmm. launching, let's, let's focus on the Texas cities, sure. um, you know, Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. Um, you know, beyond the, beyond the, the uh, uses, potential uses you've mentioned with autonomous cars, autonomous mm -hmm. vehicles, um, you know, water sensors and things like that, mm -hmm. what at the cities you've announced in, have you seen, um, are there, is there any kind of partnership in, in terms of uh, uses, uses they're, they're predicting out, right? I mean, they have, you know, they have like, some, some, some of those cities have innovation offices and they're looking at, we'd love to see exploring exploring this for, um, you, know, tra you know, traffic monitoring, have you mentioned one of those two, things Absolutely. like that. But what other things, I guess, have you, sure. if, you've, if you've talked with those, with those city officials mm -hmm. there, are they interested in, in exploring the potential of 5G? Absolutely. In fact, the city of Austin Transportation Department, which has a whole new group called the Smart Mobility Group within within Austin. Is that uh, Jason John Michael? Yes. He's been a guest in the show. Great okay, guy. great. Well, he's a guy we've been talking to a lot about what we're doing in 5G because he's one of the kinds of people around the country that will be looking to that technology 
to enhance the city's ability to do its job, mm-hmm. whether it's traffic, whether it's police, whether it's fire response, whether it's uh, uh, water. City of Austin has its own water utility. Uh, it has its own electric power utility. There are almost any function that a city performs has the potential of being enhanced and made smarter and better and more efficient with uh, a better, more robust wireless network. So the interplay between city officials and uh, wireless companies has grown immensely in the last few years, uh, AJ, because of the idea of let's use wireless technology to help cities run their cities smarter and gather more information more quickly, uh, move the ball, make changes, adapt to the situations on the street. And so there's a synergy there that has not existed before. We are in conversation with a number of cities. We have a whole uh, a part of AT&T that's devoted to uh, offering cities various applications and uh, software and management systems to improve their managing of the cities. It's called our Smart Cities Operation. Mm-hmm. 5G is one tool in the toolkit. It's not the only one. There's a lot of things we do today with cities that help them use technology to work smarter and to operate more efficiently. Uh, so it's not a brand new concept, but it's being exploded by the potential of 5G. So at state level, first responders, uh, almost any kind of function you can think of, in addition to certainly businesses, factories I mentioned, retail operations, uh, almost any kind of uh, phase of human endeavor where there's a need to communicate information uh, quickly, and lots of it, is a candidate for 5G to step in and potentially make things more effective, make things more efficient, uh, really advance our entire uh, uh, operations of all of our societal uh, activities. Yeah, I, well, that definitely makes sense. And just because we can see the capital from here yeah. and the, yeah. the, the, the Texas legislative session looming, um, is there, if you know, any potential legislation coming on the pipe that we propose in the in this next session okay. related to permitting. I know just, so as it, as it stands right now, every city mm-hmm. is, does its own permitting on That's this. Correct. Or, you know, and what, is, what is the current interplay between this? Is there, are there any state laws around this? Or, sure. is, it purely, or is it purely a municipal act around permitting for this kind of infrastructure? Absolutely. There's a huge play uh, in, in involving the Texas legislature that occurred in 2017, last year. A bill was passed by the legislature <clears throat> that sets the ground rules for how wireless companies like AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, T-Mobile interface with City Hall around the state, all the cities in the state, in terms of the access to the right-of-way where we, the wireless companies, need to come to the right-of-way. Here, real and, quick, for the yes, right-of-way is what? The right-of-way is really the public uh, portion of the, the, the edge of the street, the edge of the road, mm-hmm. outside every road, uh, is right-of-way. It's a space that's reserved uh, not for homes or businesses, but for utilities and for other functions, whether it's sewer, water, gas, electric, telecommunications. Those are in the right-of-way. That's just a space on the ground on either side of most roads. The city usually oversees that. It's their property. Uh, so companies like mine, utility companies, and other service providers come in and we request the uh, use of that space to put our equipment. If the phone company needs to put a telephone pole, which we've done for 100 years, we would go to the city and say, can we put a telephone pole at this particular spot? The city would have certain ability to say yes or no based on where we request the permission. 
They may have height restrictions. They may have size restrictions. So the interplay between utility companies, especially wireless companies, but certainly all of them, water, gas, everybody, the interplay between utilities and City Hall is uh, uh, very concentrated because the use of the right-of-way is so important to us and cities manage that and operate it and they're allowed to by the state and so that's their turf. We enter their turf under their approval. Mm -hmm. This legislation I mentioned that came out of the last legislative session sets the ground rules for companies like mine, AT&T, coming to any city in Texas and saying, okay, I need to put some more poles for more uh, uh, radios and antennas for our customers along that area and I need to put poles and I need to put uh, radios and equipment on those poles. Uh, or I may take the radios and the uh, antenna and say I, need, I may need to put them on a power pole owned by Austin Energy. Or I may want to put them on a, on a pole owned by somebody else. Or a light, a light uh, pole. So wh- whatever div- I place that equipment on or whether I place a new pole to begin with comes under the jurisdiction of the city hall. The legislation said, okay, Yes, wireless companies, you do have the right to have access to the right-of-way in every city within reason. You can't put a bunch of poles up on the sidewalk right in front of a department store. You can't block the public on the sidewalk. You have to uh, abide by certain rules and restrictions. You have to pay the city for the right to do that. A certain fee was established. But within those guidelines, the wireless companies can come in and request permission to place our equipment uh, along the right-of-way, whether it's up and down Lamar or downtown or uh, anywhere in, in Austin and any other Texas city. We're in the midst of that now, AJ. The law was passed a year ago, so for a year plus, the wireless companies in the state and the cities have been engaged in the back and forth of, okay, here's what I need to, I need to get permission uh, as a wireless company to use your right-of-way. Here's the, my application. We need you to please review it and respond and give us a yes, hopefully, to place our equipment. Cities have been setting up new offices and sometimes new people to review those permits. Mm -hmm. So the idea of a city permitting, approving permits, uh, is really central to this whole development of 5G. Um, And it's really important, not only in Texas, but everywhere. And so uh, the infrastructure, if you will, in a regulatory sense, has been set by this state law. Now it's a matter of working through the details with each city. Some cities in Texas have been uh, quicker, uh, to be honest, about reviewing these applications to place equipment, and some have been slower. Um, Austin has been relatively slow compared to other cities. Houston, Dallas, San Antonio, uh, I think, jumped on it a lot quicker. They established a fairly rapid process to review our application, look at all the engineering diagrams, make sure everything was going to be safe for the public, and say, and then they could review that quickly and say yes or no. Austin has uh, a really lengthy process of reviewers at City Hall, Mm -hmm. and they have up to now limited the places where we can put these devices to traffic signals downtown only. So it's a kind of a limited footprint where we can play. Uh, That's changing very quickly, and I would mention to you that the city of Austin and Austin Energy, the city-owned power company, are, are taking this very seriously. They're not. They're not uh, uh, hiding from it. They're just trying to get their systems to improve. They have uh, Austin Energy, for example, has said, "Okay, we've seen this now downtown. We understand what you're doing, uh, wireless companies. You can now come apply to place your equipment on 
on our uh, light poles that are all over Austin, even into Leander, Rolling Wood, other suburban cities have Austin Energy light poles. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we're now able to go apply to place our equipment on light poles. The reason, that, again, that these radios are placed on light poles is they need to be up from the public, they need to be up from the sidewalk, but they can't be as far in the air as the big, giant, 100-foot towers you see around town that have radio equipment. Those mm-hmm. are too big. Those are too far from the, from the public. Those have their own purpose. 5G requires closeness to the user. When you have your smartphone, you need to be fairly close to the nearest radio, the nearest 5G radio sending and receiving. And so those need to be lower to the ground, 20 to 40 feet, and they need to be near the people. So the right-of-way is the very best place to put them. On uh, utility poles is the very best place, or light poles. And so cities know that. Cities have, uh, uh, you know, they have processed our applications. They have for the other companies, too. We're trying to build a critical uh, uh, mass of applications so that as we put more of these networks in, we put more of these radios in, they start to work with each other and enhance the network for everybody in that area. I got you. So yeah. it seems like things are going well. The city, they're going, they're proceeding. More than we'd like, they're but they are proceeding. They're yeah. proceeding. And I see some good things on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just, Austin has been slow to move the ball mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. But uh, we've talked to city manager, we've talked to city staff a number of times. Uh, I think they are going to add some improvements, we hope soon, that will make this happen faster here than it has. And they need to catch up. Uh, we need to catch up with uh, where we are in Dallas, Houston, and San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we could expect maybe to see something about 5G in Austin in 2020. I would hope Knocking that, on wood. Yeah, I would hope that, that fairly soon our company could say, all right, we're going to make Austin one of our first 5G cities. We're not quite there yet. I would hope that that happens. Uh, the consumers in Austin, a lot of them are very tech savvy, as you know. Uh, a lot of people that are completely uh, digital, and so this is a fantastic place to to bring 5G. And mm-hmm. it's needed because as more people use more smartphones for more more purposes in a given area, the demand on that network, on the limited radio spectrum we have to send those those signals, uh, gets pushed to the limit. And so we need 5G in Austin. We need to create more capacity in the network here. Most places too, but Austin in particular. And so we're anxious for this to change. We're anxious to get to the point where we can make applications, you know, dozens a week and mm-hmm. get them back and place these devices. Most people may not even notice them. The ones that are up in downtown Austin today are almost not noticeable. Yeah, yeah. How, you know, I, we're, I think most people are familiar with the general cell phone tower. That's yes, right. Um, set, you know, yep. instruments you see. Correct. But what is the difference size wise? Sure. Between that and a 5G device, a 5G uh, a, um, a 5G radio, radio today, wave. today the 4G plus, the ones we're putting in that are, we call them small cells that are taking the 4G network and improving it, and soon 5G eventually. Those devices are pretty small. the The radios themselves are kind of the size of an old school lunchbox, or maybe a couple of iP- a couple of iPads next to each other, mm-hmm. a little bit thicker. You need a couple of those on on a on a particular pole. So a couple of radios, they're pretty nondescript. Uh, they look like just any other kind of box. The antenna is uh, usually long and cylindrical. Sometimes it's three feet. Sometimes it's longer than that. Uh, pretty hard to notice, really, unless you're looking for it. A lot of times those are at the very top of the pole. 
sometimes the cities require us to to conceal all this equipment, to shroud it in some kind of box or some kind of covering so that it's less noticeable and, uh, you know, and, and a little more aesthetic. Uh, so we do that. In Austin, the city has said, put all your radios and all your equipment at the bottom of the traffic signal in a box, shroud it in a new box that looks just like a widened base for the traffic signal. No one would really even know what's in there. Mm. And the antenna is at the top of the traffic signal pole, not out where the lights are, but the pole itself, the, the, the mast, at the very top, and it's shrouded too. It looks like a cylinder with nothing on it. So you really have to know where to look for some of these. Now others around town will maybe be a little more noticeable. They're small, they're, they're usually uh, nondescript colors. Uh, they are placed 20 or 30, 40 feet up in the air. So I, I, the idea that somebody would notice it or, they would, or, or the placement of this would become a neighborhood issue because of this ugly thing is pretty remote. Mm-hmm. Although cities have been concerned. They, they want stuff to look, right, look so. good. And so they had legitimately some concerns about the appearance of these. In the law, the cities are allowed to require certain kinds of concealment they're, re- they're allowed to require a certain kind of placement of these devices to make them less obvious within reason, and that's part of the, the new ground rules. Okay. And my last question, just yes, with UT, again, still in our view, um, yeah. and, you know, the university itself has its own, you know, government, right? Mm-hmm. They're not really tied, they're tied to Austin, but they're, it's, it's its own city, essentially. Absolutely. Um, has there been any work, efforts on the UT, University of Texas, Austin campus to implement, implement 5G um, systems over there. Absolutely. Again, what we're doing now, 2018, 2019, is building more capacity in the 4G network, which will then set the stage for 5G. So yes, absolutely. At UT campus, we have identified a number of places for these uh, small cell radios and antenna that'll give the students and faculty and staff there better, uh, uh, more robust wireless uh, uh, experience. And those are being installed now. Uh, I don't know that much about it. I'm not totally involved with that. It's really the purview of the campus and the university. As you know, this isn't where the city gets into play. Mm-hmm. It's private property. It's where the, the University of Texas determines all the rules. So, But there has been a, a group of, of people at AT&T and some of our vendors, some of our consultants and uh, suppliers that have been on the campus now for over a year placing radios uh, that will enhance the, the wireless experience. And when 20, uh, when 5G comes along in a couple of years, a lot of those devices will be swapped out for the new device on the campus. I don't think any of that is functional yet mm-hmm. at UT, but it's getting there and it's been worked on for over a year. Um, the university has, and rightly so, a lot of rules and regs about where you can attach stuff to what buildings and what it needs to look like. They have a real concern about the aesthetic appearance of the campus, which is totally understandable. So at the, at the, on the issue of placing these devices at UT, uh, there's a lot of work involved in making sure that the UT officials are happy with the look and making sure that the companies that are placing them, like AT&T and others, have these devices where they can really function the best. Okay. Well, Bob, thank you for your time. Certainly. Love to have back in the show. Um, down the road and talk more Please about do. 5G as this develops, especially with the session coming up. And um, thank you again. Absolutely, AJ. Appreciate it very much. Right. Thank you. Take care. All righty. 
Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts. Thank you to our sponsor, The Lowy Law Firm. You can find more information about them in the show notes.